Courageous Self Love, the official podcast for the self love revolution happening right here, right now, 24 7. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes. This is episode two. What is self love and why is it important? What is courageous self love and why is it important? And I didn't really want to tackle those definitions by myself. I wanted to invite someone very important and very special to me, my boyfriend, my partner, Mr. Justin Castillo and host of Tsunami Healing Podcast. This is very, very cool because I've been on your podcast, Tsunami Healing, twice and now you get to be here. Yeah, no, it's it's very exciting and thank you for being on uh, the show. It's really, it was really fun to have you as the special anniversary episode for Tsunami Healing. I think that, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a revolution. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's the one year anniversary of your podcast, and I'm launching this podcast at the same time, so we're going to share anniversaries, which is pretty cool. Before going into any further episodes of the of the show, I really wanted to like define self-love and why it's important, and I came up with the name Self-Love Story three years ago. Not a lot of people were talking about self-love, definitely not as much as they are today, so can you tell, like, what's your perspective of self-love in terms of, like, like then versus now? Well, I think there's so many more dimensions to it nowadays because, you know, when, we, when it first came onto the scene, it was, I'm going to take an extra hour of sleep for myself. Um, you know, I'm going to go to a class. Um, I'm going to lose X amount of pounds, 5 pounds, 10 pounds. Now... You know, I think that people are more open about, all right, I'm going to go to this program and it's a year long mystery school on top of while I'm reading this book, um, I started uh, doing this practice and I think it's just more levels and more dimensions to it now. So it's not just on the surface light. Um, I think people are actually starting to dive deeper within uh, and starting to realize Okay. It's deep work. Right. Yeah, I need to deep work. <laughs> right, work on myself in order to make some real changes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think for me it it wasn't so much of a hashtag back then as it is now, like self love and self care, and now it's like pretty much like a hot ticket item, um, in terms of like like people are talking about it on TV. I just saw the first episode of season three of Queer Eye, and they said self love like at least five times in the episode. So self-love, I feel, can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. I want to hear what it means to you, like Justin, but also from a man's perspective. Yeah, well, it means a lot. I think at the core of it, it's realizing that you matter in this world. Um, It's realizing that your light shines very bright. And when you choose not to let your light shine, you choose not to be your best possible self give your gifts to the world humbly, the world is darker. There is a little bit more racism. There is a little bit more hatred. There is a little bit more um, violence in the world when we don't step up and we don't use our voices. We don't use our gifts. And I I love personally the way Pastor Erwin McManus says it um, in his book, The Way of the Warrior. For those of you who don't know, he's a pastor at Mosaic and it's a journey to inner peace. And his whole book is about 
getting to peace and why is the world struggling with so much chaos so much violence so much racism bigotry whatever it may be it's because people are having that war inside of themselves Mm. so peace starts first within you have to go within and who was the prince of peace jesus you know we look at that we look at that story right and it's like um god was the way of the warrior his life was the way of the warrior and it's crazy because we don't think of god that way you know a lot of the people of peace you know look at gandhi buddha martin luther king they learned how to tame the war inside themselves exactly mm. exactly um and and they, they and once you overcome that war inside of you then you're able to go out there and do it in the world and i think honestly the reason self-love has is such a big ticket item now honestly i think that you know with trump becoming president mm. Mm-hmm. I think we were pushed and forced into self-love because a lot of things came up when that happened. And uh, now it's like, all right, well, how can we? All right. Obviously, America's racist. <laughs> we found that out. <laughs> what? As, <laughs> as Dave Chappelle says. Right. What? <laughs> so a lot of things came to the light. And then mm-hmm. I think people were just started asking questions like, how do we get here? Like, have we been? Why have we been? Why are we still fighting wars? We were fighting 2000 plus years ago. Yeah. Why? And it's 2019. Why are we still struggling with all these things? And so many things came to the light. And I think people just started asking questions. All right, how can we have more peace? How can we come together as people? I think that was the underlying thing is how can we connect more with each other? Different sizes, races, whatever it may be. It didn't matter. You know, how can we just learn to accept and like, how can we just function in this world? Right? Yeah. I love, it's so funny. It's like I asked, you know, about your perspective and then a man's perspective and I love that you brought in even like from a global perspective of self-love and also what I'm hearing you say that you didn't say exactly but it's like when we don't fight for self-love or when we we don't uh, look deeper inside ourselves these shadow parts kind of seep up you know and then things like Trump becomes president happens and then we're all like whoa I've seen from a lot of people that I know and even that I don't know like in articles and blogs they didn't vote. And yeah. they're like, I learned my lesson mm-hmm. from not voting. Yeah. And I, I even wrote a blog that voting is self-love mm-hmm. because it's making your voice heard. Right. And now yeah. that there's all of these policies or opinions that are just out there with a megaphone, right. it's like more and more people are pushed to share their opinion. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you stand, people are being so much bolder and unapologetic with what they believe and what they stand for and what they want their world to look like. And that is Mm self-love, if you really think about it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, nothing against uh, Republicans, nothing against Democrats, nothing against Donald Trump himself. The point, like I said, I was getting to is that a lot of things came up and we were forced to answer, to ask these questions. How can we love ourselves more? How can we bring more love into the world? How can we bring more connection into the world? Um, And I think because of all the events that happened the way they did, we've been pushed into this era. Yeah. I love Leo asking you about the the man's perspective of self-love and it's like you bring up this war inside yourself and I would have never described it as a war inside myself. Yeah. But speaking of wars and speaking of peace and fighting this war, this term that I've come up with is courageous self-love. And I'm not saying like, ooh, I came up with it like I made up the word. But it's the word that I've started to use because it's like to describe a certain flavor of self-love. You've seen me start to use the term. You've heard me start to define it. And I'll just define it right now. 
with courageous self-love, it's like I, I'm not saying pop culture self-love is bad, but I'm I'm raising pop culture self-love and kind of like lifting it up in the burly arms of courage, right? And and courageous self-love is really about being willing to like look yourself in the mirror and take responsibility and ownership for where your life is at, where your level of self-love is at, and really doing the work it takes to increase it. And it requires brutal honesty and bold and risk-taking action. So one example of the way courageous self-love showed up in my life was even just moving to Los Angeles from New York. And I was in this corporate world working on Wall Street, doing what on paper everyone in society was saying, oh my God, this is so great, this is so amazing, you make a lot of money, you have a good job. But that wasn't the best expression of self-love for me. So like it required courage for me to even leave that environment and just basically move to LA kind of without a plan. And now like pursuing all these things with self-love story and having a podcast and dating you and all of this stuff. So knowing that, I want to hear like what's your perspective on all of that, like courageous self-love versus regular self-love. Let's break it down. Uh, Let's break down the words for a second here because I usually always tends to help me, especially in my slow-moving masculine (laughs) heterosexual mind. (laughs) Okay, so courage, courageous, where does that come from? So I can't remember where exactly I heard it from, but I heard it in a um, a, uh, a speech before uh, at church. First, you get angry. Then that anger turns into rage. That rage turns into courage, mm-hmm. right? Rage is in the word courage, okay? So um, the anger makes you upset. The rage makes you passionate. And the courage is like it moves you so deeply in your heart that you cannot sleep at night. And you do something about it, right? Like, for, so example for me, it's the ocean. So like, I am so upset that people are trashing and polluting the ocean. I actually want to go out here and donate to charities, go do work for it, right? So that's courage. Self-love. What does that mean? To love yourself. Okay, what does that mean? Love yourself unconditionally, which the world has a hard time understanding and we as people have a hard time understanding. Or is it just like, oh my God, I got myself butterflies, da 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 da. <laughs> like, it's very surface level. So you could almost equate that to, all right, now let's look at the different terms. Uh, pop culture self-love. I almost kind of equate that to the word Christian. Because the word Christian is kind of like pop culture. It's just like Christians say this and say that and they do this and do that. They are believe really, this and they believe yeah, that. Yeah, are we yeah. really Christians? Is that religious? Or do you have a personal relationship with God? Do you have courageous self-love? Like, see how it turns deeper? Mm-hmm. Um, and see how it's, and now it's much on a deeper level. And I think that um, the pop culture self-love is just, it's a start. I'm not saying that it's bad. You know, I think it's just, again, it's that I'm going to go to the spa. I'm going to, you know, sleep in an I hour love earlier. Myself. Right, I love myself. Blah, Wear blah, t-shirts, blah. I love myself. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and, the, and, then, and then courageous self-love is having the confidence in yourself, knowing that you are enough to jump on a recording, use your voice, and talk about these things. Yeah. Right? I love that you broke it down and, and came brought in this perspective of, like, word by word. And mm-hmm. then you even broke down the word courage. And you mentioned the word heart. And actually, I'm remembering um, one of my mentors was, like, big on, like, words and, like, Latin. And core, C-O-U-R, comes from heart. Right. 
I don't know what language. I think, is it Latin? I don't know. But anyway, but Cora comes from heart. So it's like it's taking that rage, something that moves you, and adding that bit of heart to it. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes bravery. And it doesn't become this war inside Mm -hmm. of you. Yeah. And, um... And then I love that you said self-love about loving yourself unconditionally, but I feel like pop culture self-love is more like loving the lighter parts, like the parts of you that want to have a bubble bath or the parts Mm -hmm. of you that want to go to the spa. But courageous self-love is like, are you courageous enough to love the darker parts of you, the parts of you that aren't so pretty Mm -hmm. and nice? You know, the, the parts of you that you're ashamed of that you wouldn't openly admit in public you know and when i say it that way you know what comes up for you in terms of that like loving the light and the dark yeah um you know it's it's having that decision to say all right i don't care what people think about me i'm gonna go get baptized right i don't care it's also having that decision saying um i don't care what people think i was raped as a child but I'm still here. I'm still enough. And there's nothing wrong with me. Um, it's also, you know, standing up and saying for yourself, uh, I've been living my whole life with several palsy. But that doesn't make me any different than anybody else. I can still go out here and win awards and do Olympics or whatever else I want to do in life. Right. It's whatever part of you that makes you feel like you're less than um, whatever maybe part you got bullied as as a kid. Uh, whatever, you know, like, for example, for me personally, I grew up with acne. Um, and uh, that really bothered me for a long time. It still does sometimes. But it's like, I know that I'm not any better or less than anybody. Um, it just, it helped me, you know, deal with my confidence issues. Also, another thing, I know that I'm an angry a-hole sometimes, right? <laughs> but that doesn't mean I can't still go live my life. I still can't um, use my voice because it still does matter. Um, so it's, it's, it's again, accepting those things that may hurt, don't look pretty, uh, don't feel good, but it still makes you who you are and it still has put you on your journey. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I think it's, there's what I'm hearing you say, you know, and even in my own experience, there's like a couple of different types of it so in terms of the parts that don't look pretty or that you're maybe ashamed of I think it's like the ones that the things that make you feel like you don't fit in to Mm -hmm. society so like you said like growing up with acne or some sort of disability um, or something that happened to you Mm -hmm. you know and then there's also the parts of you that they are a part of you and you may you might not want to look at it like jealousy Mm -hmm. or like you said being an angry a-hole sometimes or um like for me like looking at I get jealous because I compare myself to other people and that means like there is a part of me that in find some pleasure cutting other people down yeah I mean, even saying that, it was hard for me to say that out loud right now, but I did a little bit of shadow work as well, or, or shadow exercises is kind of what we call it, the dark side of you. It's like being willing, that's courageous self-love, being willing to love yourself when you're a jealous control freak or when you're um, sad and depressed or when you 
feel lonely, but everyone thinks you shouldn't feel lonely because your Instagram looks like you've got it all together. Or as an artist, when you feel not that freaking creative or like your art kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really courageous self-love is about loving all those parts. Right, yeah. And it's not always easy, you know? I mean, it's a practice. It's a lifelong practice. Lifelong Learning practice. to love all parts of yourself so that you can love all parts and pieces of somebody else. I'm so glad that you brought that because that was definitely another point. It's like, um, and actually in our self-love and relationships episode, which will be coming out shortly after this episode, my guest Rose says, you, you cannot love another person more than you love yourself. And she even brings into the folds, like a lot of parents especially will want to argue with that. Like, mm-hmm. no, I love my kids more than I love myself. And she was like, no, like you can't. And you brought in this perspective just now. It's like, how can you love someone else more if you only have a certain amount of capacity for yourself? And so yeah. we bring up the, you have to put the oxygen mask on, the, on an airplane. You have to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help someone else because you literally will not have enough oxygen to then help another person. You can have a desire to help them. You can want to help them. You can say, save her more than yourself, but you need that oxygen for you. And so it was like, it's like self-love is that oxygen. Like how can you love someone else if you're not taking care of your own crap? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. What's your experience with that oh man it's really recent too is uh i have a i have a big heart i'm a very generous person overall um i love to do any and everything that i can to help someone especially if it's somebody i do care about like you or mm-hmm. my parents or you know a nephew or something um and I, my, my the hardest thing for me is i always want to be somebody's superhero Mm-hmm. Um, I want to step in, save the day. They don't have to lift a finger, move a muscle, and I can take care of everything. Well, when I try to do that, which normally does not work, <laughs> um, I fail completely. I leave very, very exhausted, and normally that problem is becomes bigger than what it was when I first started. It might, I might put a Band-Aid on it for a little while, but eventually um, it's not enough. Uh, they want more or uh they're not happy because here's the thing and And is this if you're trying to be a superhero before you've taken care of yourself right Mm -hmm. yeah and i got this from my dad is that you know you can give somebody the world but if it's not their world they're not going to receive it if you don't love yourself then you're not going to be able to receive love from other people right and i think they have to meet you you have to meet them where they're at and they have to have some skin in the game so what does that mean that means Mm -hmm. like um they have to want to receive from you, right? Because if you just start giving them love and just start giving them stuff, they're not going to want to receive it. They have to do some kind of work. And their work is simply receiving it, stepping up to the plate and wanting it. And loving themselves enough to receive it, right? Right. Yeah, and and normally, if if you're... Normally, when that doesn't work is when you're giving love to somebody from a place of you taking it back. It's like you're giving it away, but you're so afraid to give it out that you know you're still scared and like you get envy and jealous and all those other things because you haven't fully loved yourself yet because you feel like there's not enough love for you and this other person yeah yeah yeah. there's so many parts in there that can be pulled out you know how someone is good at receiving 
and yes. like loving themselves enough to receive. Yeah. The way that you can tell that is because it feels good to give to them. Yes. And I don't know, for those of you listening, I know definitely in my life and I know like in your life you've experienced like you're trying to give love to someone in whatever way, shape, or form and it just doesn't feel good because you can just tell that they can't receive it. Mm -hmm. And whether that's in dating relationships or in parent-child relationships or in sibling, whatever it is, you, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Like people who don't love themselves make it really hard yeah. for you to love them because mm -hmm. they're they're not receiving it from themselves and so they're not able to receive it from you. Another reason why it's important to, to love yourself, you also mentioned a couple of times and it, it made me curious, you brought Christianity into the, into the fold and about getting baptized. It just felt like there was something that wanted to be expressed there in terms of that. So I don't really know what the question is there, but I feel like there's something you want to say about that. So Well, I think that the thing that's there is, you know, the word I've been working with for myself personally this year in 2019 is surrender. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've been really studying that word and like, what does that word mean? Um, let go, you know, not having control. Uh, because obviously the thing about it is, is like, you know, we think we have control of our lives. We, we think we have our lives all planned out and then stuff, life happens, right? Um, so... The thing is, the question is, can you courageously love yourself so much that you surrender and let go? Um, and, and like, the, can you humble yourself to uh, give your life up, right, and get baptized and, and just give your life to this whole other entity and this source, right, which is mm -hmm. God? Can you love yourself so much that you give your life up to some to, to a higher power? Can you do that? And for some people, they can't. It's hard. They want to control everything. Yeah. Um, and courageous self-love is taking that step. Right? Not, that might not be your choice, but um, that is a choice. Meaning Christianity or Baptist. Right. right. But okay. can, can, you, can, you, can you take yourself deeper and further to say that my life is not mine? And let me put it to you in this way. Can, can, you, can you personally, as a human being, can you humble yourself to the point where you can say, this life is not for me. It is to serve other people. My gift is not for me. My gift is for this world, whatever it may be, uh, whether, whether it's dancing or using your voice or doing um, acting, whatever it is. Um, can you realize that that gift that was given to you by God, given to you by the universe, can you humble yourself to say, I'm not going to selfishly do this and hold it to myself, but I am going to give it away to the world as a gift. But in doing that, that reward is going to fill me up. And that requires courageous self-love is exactly. what you're saying. Yeah. It's like you're, I, I love that you're bringing this perspective into it, this concept of surrender and letting go and making the choice that's right for you, whether it's Christianity and baptism or whether it, whatever it looks like for you, it requires courageous self-love to be able to surrender and let go yeah. in that way. Mm -hmm. And I want to dive a little bit deeper with that because that's a pretty, like, that's a pretty heady topic, yeah. right? Like, mm -hmm. w wait, what? So loving myself really deeply, courageous self-love means I love myself enough to let go. Mm -hmm. So definitely surrender comes to mind when you say that, but also trust. Yeah, It's like what I notice and I admire because I am, I'm a Virgo rising. I'm such a perfectionist. My childhood, I, I had to rely a lot on myself and I deal with abandonment issues and neglect issues as well as abuse issues from a long time ago. And so trusting myself is has been like a lifelong muscle that I need to 
you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're basically equating self-love, courageous self-love with trusting yourself enough to like let go of control. Yeah. And I've always admired being that perfectionist and coming from the background that I come from that, you know, when, when someone really trusts they trust themselves, they trust God or the universe or whatever. They trust and they just, they kind of let the gift be the gift. You know, it's funny, I've been watching World of Dance, which is a dance competition show uh, produced by Jennifer Lopez and she's one of the judges along with Derek Huff and Neo. And there's this contemporary dance duo on season three, Denise and Josh, I think is their, Joshua? Um, but anyway, their, their performance had these like very emotional pauses where he just you know touches her face really lightly and all three judges mention like that requires trust in your talent and in your gift to be able to like because a lot of times people will just put it together all this choreography back to back to back and there isn't room to breathe there isn't room to let go I'm trying to understand it how else can you help me and the listener yeah. understand this deeper? Yeah. Okay, well, you, you made a good point, right? It, it requires courageous self-love to let go, use your gift for the world and not for yourself, right? So let's just say that and let's just feel it out for a second because that even feels vulnerable and scary for me, right? Mm. I decide I am going to use my gifts, that God has placed inside of me to -hmm. perform, to entertain, to act, my voice, everything. I'm going to use that to help heal the ocean. I'm going to use that to help build churches and schools in third world countries. I'm going to use that to give to charities, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not going to go out here, blow a bunch of money at strip joints, blow a bunch of money (laughs) on, you know... Uh, things that I could just buy, like stuff from my house or whatever. I'm actually go out here and give that away to other people. Just saying that, you know, sometimes that might move people the wrong way. It's like, well, what do you mean? Don't you want a yacht? And don't you want a swimming pool in your backyard? And don't you want a three-story house with all this? No, I don't. Because I want to use those forces to help other people that don't have a house. Mm-hmm. who don't have a swimming pool, who don't have a father. I used to think my dad didn't love me. I would like to use my talents and my gifts and whatever money that I acquire in life to help somebody out there that... That next little boy. Exactly. Who, mm-hmm. And maybe that next little boy is going to be a scientist or he's going to be an archaeologist or an architect or um, maybe he's going to start his own coaching business or his own podcast and move millions of people across the world. I would much rather do that. All right, just saying that. Some people are already thinking, like, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Or, like, that's why would you ever do that, right? Well, then, but then there's other people like me that are like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> exactly. And there's both. And so it's like, how much do you love yourself? Mm. Can you love yourself that much to go help that little boy? Yeah. Because in order to help that little boy, that little girl, you got to love yourself love first. You got to love yourself first, yeah. <laughs> that is where it requires courageous self-love to love yourself first to be able to use your gifts to go out here to make an impact and help other people and a lot of people are draining themselves to try to help other people yeah and that's actually not serving Mm -hmm. because again that's someone without an oxygen mask trying to put oxygen masks on all these other people yeah that right there i just want to pause right there and like feel that (laughs) and here's the other thing with it too is like all right not one person is going to save the world 
it's going to take a collaborative effort from everyone. It's going to take collaborative effort from all these pastors out here, from people like us, from mm-hmm. these actors that are stepping up in Hollywood and making a new movement. Yep. Um, it's going to take, you know, writers writing books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Political leaders, everybody. activists. Yeah, it's going to take everybody. And that's the thing, like... And that, you, you listening. Yeah, we need you listeners, too. <laughs> yes. You have to use your gifts and your talents. If you're, if you're an artist, if you're an, be artist, an artist, be an artist. You know, mm-hmm. like this is what we do. This is how we are affecting and creating and moving the world. If you're a storyteller, be a storyteller. Exactly. Do teacher, and be, be who you were supposed to be in life because that in itself is going to serve the world much bigger and greater than you can ever possibly imagine. You know, I feel like that's a really good concept to kind of like sort of start to wrap up with. And it reminds me of this book that I read. And again, I'll, I'll link the books mentioned in this episode in the show notes along with The Way of the Warrior. But this book called Tribal Leadership, and there's even a TED talk about it. So I'll link that as well. And it talks about how, hum- you know, how fish school, birds flock, humans tribe. I even, I, admittedly, I have trouble using the word tribe because I feel like it's a little bit of appropriation because Native Americans use that word. But mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, the name of the book is Tribal Leadership, and the basic premise is if fish school and birds flock, then humans tribe, meaning that we naturally band together in these tribes, quote-unquote, of people with similar values, and also, they don't say this in the book, but my interpretation is similar levels of Mm self-love. So stay with me on that. So there's five levels of tribal leadership and the level one is like life sucks the world is doomed so people in that quote-unquote tribe will band together and it's it's usually the the tribe of gangs and prisons and um and if imagine a bunch of people together in a community thinking that life sucks and it is hopeless they're going to behave in the world a a certain way and that's not a whole lot of self-love because if you're looking at the world as what's the point, life sucks. You're, you're more inclined to kill, to steal, to, to rape, to murder, all of that because what's the point? Life is hopeless. Mm. So that's level one and fortunately not many people are there but unfortunately there are some people that are there that then get access to semi-automatic weapons but that's another episode. But that's level one. Then level two is my life sucks. So you've kind of stepped up a little bit where it's like, okay, I see that the world is not hopeless, but my life is pretty, like, it's it sucks. And uh, the joke is that that's, like, the theme of the DMV. <laughs> you know, you, you walk into those places and you're like, everyone hates their life here. So they move and behave in the world in a certain way. You need to go up the levels in order to get to, like, this, like, life is great, which is level five. Yeah. So the two middle levels are three and four, and th- this is where most people kind of stay. But the majority of people are in level three, which is I'm great, which is kind of like pop culture self-love. Mm-hmm. I'm great. Look what I can do. Look at all the things I can accomplish, which is not a bad level to be at. But mm-hmm. it's just a stepping stone to your point, Justin, getting to that level four, stage four, where it's like, okay, you love yourself enough to even admit that you have gifts, mm-hmm. to even admit that you have desires and wants and needs in this world and books that want to be written and podcasts that want to be recorded and jobs that want to be had, enough self-love in that level can take you to stage four, which is now you're using your gifts to help other people. And then stage five is just like, everything is awesome. 
Um, but anyway, you can listen to the TED Talk for more about that, which I'll link in the show notes. And that's the way of the warrior. It's finding inner peace. Because once you have inner peace, you know that you're enough. You don't need validation from anything else. And you're just serving. You're just serving at that point. And you're happy. You're happy with that. You're but serving others includes yourself. Absolutely. Because I feel like a lot yeah. of times people, when the serving others, it's like, but you're mm-hmm. included in that. When yeah. you're serving, when you're being of service, when you're being love, mm-hmm. when you're being joy, passion, you're included in that. So it's not right. like, mm-hmm. yeah. So all I encourage you to do is to courageously love yourself so much that when your time does come, when you do have that fame and power and whatever it may be, that you use it for all the right reasons. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think there's so much in here that can be, you know, replayed and picked apart. So I invite you listening to, to do that if that calls to you. With courageous self-love, with self-love, what's one thing you want to leave the listener with just in terms of like, what's a next right step? This podcast is done. Mm-hmm. They go on about their day. What's one thing you want to leave them with? One thing is to take that next action step. If you've been thinking about therapy, go schedule an appointment. If you've been thinking about going to an anger management meeting, go look at the schedule and see when that next thing is. If you've been thinking about taking the day off and just sleeping all day and not doing anything, pick this weekend, this Saturday, and do it. Um, Whatever it is, that small thing that you've been wanting to do for a long time, you owe it to yourself, but you just keep putting it off, go do do it. it. Yeah. Stop. Do that thing. Stop dicking around and go do it. Yeah. If you, if you, I didn't say it. Justin said it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go read for 30 minutes, if you want to go to the gym, whatever it is, go do yeah. it. Or that program that you've been wanting to sign up for, that teacher certification you've been wanting, like whatever it is, yeah. just take the action and go do it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Justin. I know people can find your podcast by searching on iTunes. Tsunami Healing is on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TsunamiHealing.com, and Google Play. And uh, Tsunami Healing is also on Instagram and Twitter. As usual, I'll link everything in the show notes. And then you can also follow Justin's personal Instagram, Kingdom Castillo. And um, we actually have a couple Instagram now. We have a couple Instagram. You can go vomit now. But our couple Instagram is from Justin to Amelia. And that's the number two. I'll link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much, honey, for being here. Super cool to now have you as a guest on my podcast, which is very cool. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. This has been Courageous Self Love. I'm your host, Amelia Fortes, and we are out for now. I'm going mad.